HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. The truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network is fueled by Joy. Joy Dog Food has been in business for many decades, since the 1940s. They've never had a recall. They only use 100% American-made products to bring you a dog food formula that is going to keep your hounds on their feet and performing at a high level. Late round bound, the next bear race, the next cat race, whatever you got going, Joy can keep your dog fueled up. I personally feed Joy for this reason. They are not afraid to get in the trenches and get in the fight. They will show up at a local meeting where people are trying to pass tethering laws or uh, breeders bills or whatever and put their name on that and put their reputation on the line to support us. So find Joy Dog Food on the internet, find that dealer locator, find a dealer near you. Go to joydogfood.com and keep those hounds fueled by joy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Truth on the Houseman XP Podcast Network. And today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by my friend, Mr. Bobby Merchant. I got him all tangled up in the cords right there. We just got done hunting, Bobby. We had a pretty good hunt. Yeah. Trixie treated a couple of coons. Yeah. Short and sweet. That's the way we like it. Yeah. But uh, you come down, we're at camp. Uh, we're getting ready for the super hunt. And Bobby come down to pleasure hunt with me tonight. And we got done pleasure hunting and. uh against his better judgment i got him calling in to sit down here in front of the microphone yeah just just for the record as long as you promise to edit edit all the stupid stuff out we're good to go well your best bet is to not say anything stupid (laughs) but uh one of the reasons i want to sit down with you and of course we hunted trixie tonight and you've had and are known for starting pups and i get guys on here all the time that are winning world championships and they're national champions and all that stuff but a lot of them aren't the best pup men i mean to be honest and they know it too you know it's not something like they're they're hiding it you know but we get a lot of questions pup training questions how we do this how we do that and me and you have been talking tonight while we've been hunting and of course we spoke before about some of the pups and i just kind of wanted to touch on that but uh you know we can talk about a little bit of everything but let's start with trixie trixie's one well, she got one now, 30000 No, right at fifty. Fifty thousand. Yeah. So you and Justin Caldwell on her together, right? Right. And you started her as a baby pup. I bought her. You know, I at that point, I had never met Jed, but I was obviously aware. Are you, are you regretting it now? <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> I mean, be honest, right? That's right. This is the truth. <laughs> so one, one day, I just, we got a local Facebook page here, and there's a trader pup on there four-month-old trader pup and of course i'd wanted one kind of yeah you know and thinking about iowa well here's one in my backyard so i call a friend wesley roscoe who lived around the corner from that guy and 
anyway, I went over there and looked at her and bought her, and you know, here we are, yeah. six six years later. Yeah, she's. I guess they are that old now. Yeah, aren't they? she's. She'll be six in April. They get old fast, don't they? Yeah. The good ones do. Yeah. The sorry ones like duds. It seems like they just linger around forever. You know, I'd like to have those first three years yeah. back, but yeah, and we were those, talking about those, that. Those too. were the good years. Yeah. Well, it ain't like she's been a slouch here lately. I judged her down here just three weeks ago, and she looked good too. Those three nights, real good, and was in it at the very end to get some good competition too. Well, yeah, she. You know. The first three years of her life, she didn't need a break. She made yeah. her breaks, and now she needs a break. Yeah. You know, she needs a little luck. The coons need to be moving. What What was she like when you first got her home at four months old? Wild. Was she? Bad wild. Like how bad? Like. <laughs> so I'm a pretty clean freak. My kennels are always clean, yeah. you know. So every day I take those dogs out, put them on a chain, clean her kennel, put them up, whatever. Every day for four months. She'd turn over, flip over. <laughs> I really? mean, just, just, just crazy. <laughs> well, to this day, she's still not real bright. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I accuse her of having to thinly breeding, so <laughs> yeah, it kind of goes where, with the territory. Yeah, look where she comes from. Yeah. You can't blame her. kind of goes with the territory. When you started hunting, did you take her hunting immediately, or did you give her a little bit to adjust? No, or? I, I raised her up, and six months or so, like I do, I started showing her just a time or two i will show a dog a cage coon i want the dogs that i start i want them to know what you know the smell of a coon i want them to know what they're after you know i got friends who don't and then they're frustrated when dogs trash but anyway there's no right or wrong way it's just what i like to do so at six months old i started i started showing her a cage coon just a few times and then started taking her along at nine months old she was singled out yeah treating her own coons and did she uh those first night in the woods, did you turn loose with some dogs? I yes. assume. Did she always go hunting pretty yes. good? Yes. Yeah. yeah. From the first night. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a lot. From what I've seen of a lot of the trader dogs, which she's out of Ralph. You know, she's a grand pup to trader. And Ralph reproduced pretty well. We didn't breed him very much. But it seemed like, and Trixie never, Trixie never seemed to do this. Uh, they start running a tree in early. They start early. They're easy, quick starters. And then. They hit a real bad lull where they want to stay on the ground too much from a year to two years. And that's usually when Finley gets good deals on them and buys them <laughs> back. <laughs> but Trixie never did really do that, did she? No, but I, I got to thinking, even Justin and I got to talking a while back. The first three years of her life, those those years were wet years. Yeah. And she never experienced a dry summer. Yeah. But like now, this past summer, I mean, it was worthless to take her hunting, really. You know, not only did age catch up with her and yeah. she's half sour you know and don't like to haul and all the things that that we know that the older dogs yeah some or most probably do but I, I don't know those first three years were a lot of fun yeah when did you know you had something special I, so the first time i met jed i went to the spring super stake and i met him there i went up to him and told him that i had a ralph puppy that i thought was pretty special and at that time she was probably 10 11 months yeah. old yeah you know Getting close to a year old, but did she Jed, was. Just, she did was Jed just, act like he believed you? No, <laughs> no, he blew. He blew me off, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, this is the truth, and we kind of talked about it a little bit tonight. You know, maybe Jed has simmered down a little bit in yep. his older age, but I never thought that Jed would be a guy that I would enjoy being around, and I absolutely enjoy him now. As a matter yep. of fact. He sent me a puppy down here the other day that 
he and I and Justin are going to be partners on. So yeah, uh, yeah. I know <laughs> he. The first time I met him, I don't know if you've heard this story or not. I wanted to strangle this guy. Yeah, of course. You know, he was. He shows up. Ten minutes later, he's going to buy my dog, whether I liked it or not. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that with him. And, you know, like he already owned the thing. (laughs) I said, well, I don't need the money. I need the dog. And then next thing you know, ten years later, you know, we're best friends and, you know, we're hanging out. So I agree he's an acquired taste. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, he was down here a bunch, you know, this winter, I guess, this this fall. For Lone Star and all the different houses. He stayed and he come over and hunted with Justin and I a time or two. And it was... It's always an adventure. It is. Yeah. It is. I know. So Trixie was 10 months old then at Super Stakes. And would her, the next year, would that be her first Super Stakes year? We never took her until she was did. a junior. Yeah. And and she went a lot of casts, never doubled up. You know, Clam took her the first year for me. Yeah. Well, there's and, your uh, problem. <laughs> well, J- if Jason was here with us tonight, he would tell you. He scored like 650 or something in the early round, and that's the first time he had ever hunted her. Yeah. And he was probably a little confident, and she left a tree or two or something yeah. in the late round, you yeah. know. What, uh, was she always kind of tied on the ground? Yeah. Fall tree type dog? Yeah. Two or three barks in the tree. Yeah. Cause I know some of them, Shock, for instance, was wide open when he was younger. Uh, Bella was wide open when she was younger. Scent barked quite a bit when she was younger, but as they got older, they just shut all that off yeah but Trixie no. never did no do that, she huh? was always pretty tight what uh did you and Caldwell always own her no she, Justin came you know Justin and I have been friends for a lot of years I remember when I was shooting horses on a ranch mm-hmm. the first time I met Justin he was working on that ranch and we've been friends since then and you know Justin's on and off yeah <laughs> you know of course his work schedule's crazy yeah, he'll be is. in Taiwan for a year. Yeah, and I called here him here for a while a back, and he called me back like two weeks later. He goes, "Oh, don't worry, I was in China." Yeah, no, he uh, during. It's funny during COVID, like COVID comes from China. Yeah, and Caldwell goes to China <laughs> right when it all started. So. He's probably who brought it back from Texas. He brought it back to Texas. Oh, that boy. <laughs> when did uh, so? How old was was she when Caldwell bought into her? You know, she was starting to win. You know, quite a bit and. I'm never going to go anywhere. Yeah. I'm staying around Leon County, you know. Yeah. This is just me. This is home. Yeah. I'm a homeboy. So he come to me, and he wanted to put her in some hunts, so that's how that happened. Yeah. Well, I know, because I'd heard tell of her. Uh, Jed had told me about her, and, yeah. you, know, she, you know, she's real nice, she's real nice. And I never seen her go until the Lone Star 5000, or the the uh, Lone Star Shootout. Shootout, yeah. yeah. And I judged her in that. Uh, semifinal cast. Yeah. And I told Jed, I said, you know, that's a pretty dang good dog. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. And uh, what was neat about that, Ward and Weed, I, I you know, I didn't, Justin hunted her, so I got yeah. it. I got it cast for that deal for yeah. Jed, you know. And and semifinal, I, I took Weed to a place that he'd win. He's won a ton out of the Rainbow yeah. Ranch. I mean, he's probably won more money out of that ranch than anybody. Yeah. And uh, Ward, Ward walked with us and we had a lot of fun anyway. Yeah. We got the text that Justin had won. You know, he had texted me that he'd won towards the end of that. And them guys were just as happy for me yeah. as I was, you know. Yeah. No, and it's that's the way it is at them bigger money events, it seems like. 99% of them, them guys are rooting for everybody else and, you know, they're there to they're there to win. You know, they're going to beat your brakes off if they yeah, get a chance. Yeah, right. Right. But Trixie. 
when when you started her and you seen you had something special did you change the way that you did anything with her as far as you know this is a dog that could win a lot of money versus just just another good coon dog i wasn't smart enough (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) i mean i've fooled with hounds my whole life you know but the competition deals only about the last 12 years probably so she taught me a lot about what i what it what i needed what it takes to win you know and obviously there's a lot of room for improvement there we're all looking for the next one you know but no i didn't do anything different i just hunted her yeah what about what did you have before tricks uh probably the best dog that i had at that point was a little dog named re justin hunted a dog named boomer I don't know. You remember that dog? I think so, yeah. He, he was, man, he was a wild, crazy, blow out of the world kind of dog. But whenever you got to him, he had a coon, you yeah. know. So he, he was a dog. Noah owned the dog. Noah Powell owned mm-hmm. the dog. Justin hunted the dog. And we bred a jip to her, and Ree was a puppy out of that dog. And she was a real nice hound. And matter of fact, I think if I had a dog, because she was <laughs> hunter-strike dog anytime you wanted it, you yeah. know. And never, six was never going to get her. If I had her now, knowing now... You know, if I knew that back then, she probably could have won a lot of money. What uh how'd you even get started in the in the hounds at all? Well, just I grew up with a boy and his dad had red bones. Yeah. And I'm surprised that didn't break you. <laughs> well, at that time we were we were kids, you know, and 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 you know Johnny Petronella, you've seen yep. him at the Lone Star for a yep. hundred years, you know, he's one of the founders. Yeah. When we were kids, he'd take us, you know, and back then we just it was just driving see a creek or something on the side of the road you just pull over and hunt mm-hmm. you know so johnny was really mr lee and my friend butch and and johnny was probably responsible for this mess that did I'm you a, did your I'm dad or grandpa no, or uncles or anybody no, no my dad tell the stories of coon dogs that they had when they were kids you yeah. know but no my dad never never took me because east texas is and we've talked about that we beat that horse to death on this podcast it's such a unique place as far as the amount of houndsmen how many good houndsmen there are and because i mean you look right around here there's you and caldwell and joe and cole and clom and i'm going to throw chance lynch in there and chris collins and all these guys that you know have wanted a really high level at a lot of different areas and they're all just right here yeah it's a there's there's a lot of good houndsmen around here and you know speaking of chris you know we've been talking about puppies all night you know chris is that guy he he's always hunting his stuff starting his pups and does a really good job with them yeah what uh well jed's gonna hear that and he'd be like i told you to turn your phone off you always gripe at me so i'm gonna hit this on silence (laughs) jed's busy right now yeah i'm sure he is he needs to be hunting one of them dogs i gotta go down and win a truck and i ain't got time to hunt one of them my my truck is full when i come down here i got the truck pro sport hunt i gotta get ready for but what a how'd you learn how to start the pups was it just kind of an instinct thing you know as you've been around dogs as you got older and you seen what worked or did you have any tutelage well i'll tell you i grew up in the racehorse business yeah and my father-in-law was probably as good a hand as there was with young horses you know his specialty was two-year-old fraternity horses yeah and of course i grew up before he became my father-in-law obviously i worked for him as a kid you know and it's interesting. A lot of the, a lot of the things that I learned from those horses, prepping horses, 
pointing horses for particular races. Really? I, I still I still do that right now. Like when when, when I'm going towards a big hunt with Trixie, you know, yeah. I hunt her. I hunt her and Justin comes in and takes her to the hunts. But, you know, I use some of the same methods that really? I learned early on in life, fooling with those horses, and they translate right mm-hmm. on into these what's, dogs. What's an example of that? Well, just like, in my in my opinion, this is just my opinion. These houndsmen listening to this may think I'm an idiot, but I don't think you can keep a dog at his peak for long periods of time. No, I agree. So so what I like to do is let a dog, after a big hunt, let him have a little time off. Yeah. And then build them back up and try to get them to peak whenever that hunt's going to be, you know. And the good thing about these hunts is we know when they're going to be, yeah. right? Yep. It's not like going to an open hunt. Oh, I think I'm going to run down here this weekend and hunt here. Yeah. We know when the date's going to be. So, I, you know, I try to, as far as, you know, vitamins and different things, I try to get that dog to be peaked at that particular time. Physically? Yeah, physically. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I never really have thought about it. Of course, you, I told you tonight how much I hate horses. Yeah, well, so. me- <laughs> mentally, I can't. That dog that I that I have, there's no, there's no mental. When you're, if you when figure you, out the mentally part, uh, let me know. When you're, I'll when you're know an idiot, too. you're an idiot. So it, it is what she is. Well, that is interesting, and I never really thought of it like that. Because what we do a lot of times is, and you're right, dogs are streaky. They're so streaky, <clears> especially now that... You know, you look down here, it was dry all summer, and it's miserable hot down here. And how are you going to get a dog ready for an event like that? I mean, what our our theory is, let's just keep hunting them. The minute they get hot, let's find a hunt to go to. You know, I, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I just hunt all summer. I just keep yeah. hunting, you know. And sure you get frustrated it was bad hot and it dry was. here it ain't rain forever you know so uh it would have probably been smart to lay up yeah but i ain't real smart i just i like to hunt yeah you know i don't sit around the house real well i'm a little bit add a little <laughs> sketchy you know uh, the boys they always accuse me of being on the high-speed chicken feed, you know, but (laughs) there's nothing that could be further from the truth, but I'm a little high-strung, you know. Well, uh, that's good, though, if you want to keep a dog in shape. Well, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, we just keep grinding and keep grinding, and I don't know that we make progress, but whatever. What about, uh, do you have, like, a program that you use when you're just starting a pup? Do you have, because, I mean, I kind of do the same thing anymore with just about every pup I start. I, I do, too. Everything's yeah. pretty much same kind of time. You know, obviously, some start slower than others. And as long as I'm seeing some of the things that I yeah. like, right or wrong, as long as there's some of the things that I like, and, like, I'm thinking about the end goal, you know. Can yeah. this dog get to where I want to get? And like I told you earlier that, you know, I don't know how many puppies I've started since Trixie was a one-year-old. Yeah. At least 10 to 12. Yeah. And I don't, there's not one of them at my house, you yeah. know. And some of them were decent dogs, right? Like, I sold some of them for decent money, but yeah. they're just dogs that didn't suit me. You know, I want to – a dog's going to have to kind of be like my personality. He's going to have to kind of get involved pretty quick yeah. <laughs> or he ain't staying, you know. <laughs> what uh, you said that – now that Trixie's in the hunts and you're seeing what it takes to win, and she showed you that, and so I assume the bar's been raised since yeah. her too. Yeah, and that's got... going to affect you know the amount of pups that you keep. Yeah, and sell. is that a good thing? You yeah, know? I, th- I think it is. Well, if you want to win, and and we want winners, yeah. you know, um, I 
I like I like I like the guy handling the dog. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I think Justin does a great job. No, Justin does a good job. And, he got mad at me a couple times a couple weeks ago, but other than that, yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> I asked him the other night. I guess you hunted. You judged him three yeah. nights. I'm like, oh, you get struck for more than a quarter. Ah, damn, Josh, he knows her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, he did. I think he did strike for 50 one time, and it pretty sure there was two dogs that sounded a lot alike. I don't think it was her, but it wasn't enough to mine as even. Uh. <laughs> but you look at that, and Trixie's done all this winning, and did you have anything before Trixie that maybe had those traits and you just didn't realize, you know, what you had at the time? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. It was... You remember the... Let me think a minute. The, I can't remember the name of the show. The anyway, the, the the point of the story of the guy that was he was rehabbing bad horses, and the gal come up to him. She said, "I I heard you help people with horse problems." He said, "No, I help horses with people problems." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and 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 most of the and still I still make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. You know, I get a little heavy handed at times. You know, but. I don't know. There's no, there's no right to me. There's just no right or wrong yeah. way, you know, Josh. Well, every dog's different. Too. Yeah, uh, and and you ask about the other dogs. Sure, I mean the the Ray dog was probably yeah. probably could have been a big winner. She's not a better coon dog than Trixie, but she was an automatic strike dog, yeah. so you could get struck pretty good. Was she good about being alone too, or did she uh, like to be in a well, crowd? Well, you know, she would. She would gather up with them a little bit, and she's one of those that she'd, you know, get part of yours and all yeah. of hers, you know. And and even now, I think we talked about that a little bit tonight, too. Yep. You know, my mind's kind of changing on that. And, you know, I I want a dog to be by themselves just because I'm a little slow, so yeah. it makes it a little easier for me to make those calls. But I'm not sure the way country's shrinking, hunts are shorter, you know. I don't know. It might not be a bad idea to have one that might party a little bit no and i agree and we've we've lost some hunts here lately because the dog didn't want to get treed in a crowd out of the truck and misses even if they're not first you know they're missing in on 7500 125 points right there and you end up losing that cast by a quarter when it's all over said and done with too i don't like winning that way but i've won a lot of casts with yeah the reed dog she would dang sure go in and get a quarter of your tree you know she'd tree her own too she didn't need any help but but back then, I didn't know yeah. about doing the things that you could help a dog solve some of that, you yeah. know. And, I mean, sometimes I think we get to solving too many problems at once with these dogs, and we ended up creating more, too. Well, that's, that goes without saying. You know, yeah. I remember when I, Trixie was pretty young, and she, she had a little bit of an issue of listening. Yeah. And uh, i never forget Tate, Travis Tate. He, he told me, he said, man, leave her alone. But I wouldn't, yeah. and I didn't. But I also found myself at a point about a year ago where I had her so sour. She hated me. She hated hunting. Yeah. She hated everything. Yeah. You know. So now, <laughs> Justin, Justin will take her. He'll dump her on a hog. Yeah. Just run something, <laughs> have fun. You know. Yeah. So <laughs> them trader dogs love them yeah. hogs. They all do. Well, I ain't seen one that didn't. You yet. know. You know. We got plenty of them here. So. Yeah, that's a fact. So one thing I did want to ask you. When you got this new pup off Jed, uh, one thing about being a good pup man is you never have a hard time finding another pup when you're ready. Yeah. I mean, people give them to you because they know that they're going to get a fair shake, uh, and that's not common. 
Uh, we don't, everyone says, why your pups are so high? Why your pups are so high? I'm like, well, if I found a good pup man, it would be a lot cheaper. And a matter of fact, it'd be free, yeah. <laughs> you know? So what, uh, what are you looking for in them baby pups? You know, you get an eight, nine, 10 week old puppy. Uh, what are some of the traits that you have to have and that you can recognize immediately? And what are some that are an absolute no go? Well, timid, I'm out. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm not saying some of them dogs won't make it in some people's world, but I had a good friend in New Mexico, a horseshoer at the racetrack, Jody Roberts' his name. His daddy was named Doyle Roberts. He went a million thoroughbred horse races. He's dead and gone now. was a great man, great horse trainer, but he never made the upper echelon. But I asked him one day, I said, what is the difference in a class horse and a good horse? He said a class horse can take the training. A good horse can't. Yeah. A cheap horse can't take it. A dog in my world has to be able to take a little bit of training. And yeah. I'm not going to whip on one a lot, but I want them to operate, you know, the yeah. way I want them to operate. What, what about uh, traits you got to have? The hustle. Yeah. The number one hustle. Like, like I, I, got, I got a sister to Bonnie right now, Justin and I yep. do, that she's real accurate. She is just flies through the country, but she stays on the ground forever. And that's one trait that I don't like, but she's young, and hopefully she can grow out of that. But I know that breeding, so I'm not sure that she will. <laughs> yeah, she, you know? may, she may be like that forever. You never know. But Bonnie Bonnie can like scoreboard, scoreboard up sometimes. And, yeah, I've seen her stay on the ground a little bit too long every now and then. There's my healer barking or something. Bogan, shut up. Well, I'll tell you, my first, I met Zach, well, during the shootout. Yeah. I guided that cast, uh, Strickland with Apollo. Chad Doolin was hunting Chris's ring dog. Mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, Wyatt Monin had the hawk dog yeah. and Bonnie. Yeah. And Bonnie probably should have won that cast at night. She just got out of hearing. Uh, she got out of hearing. Yeah. No, Bonnie's a good dog. I've yeah. seen Bonnie just tree the fire out of coons. And I've seen Bonnie when you really needed to make a tree. Uh, one thing, like the night Kurt uh, got in the finals of the truck hunt, the pro sport truck hunt, uh, Bonnie was right there neck and neck with him all night, him and Whitey. But at the end of that cast, the wind was blowing real hard, and he had to cut. To be able to hear her again, he had to cut her right at Whitey. Yeah. And she wasn't having any of it. Yeah, no, I'm going yeah. the other way. No, she turned around, went straight behind us, and out of pocket. So I like that trait about this puppy. She wants to be by herself. Yeah. She hustles good. She don't make a lot of trees yet. She's 18 months old, yeah. 16, 18 months old. But when she does make them, they are got raccoons in yeah. them. So. Do you think she's going to come out of that and make more trees? Man, I don't know. I'm hoping so because I really like her. Yeah. And that's a good thing because if yeah. I don't like them, they don't stay. So right. she'll stay a while. It's One thing, it's just like this little pup I hunted tonight. I like her. You know, I've <clears> liked her since she was, and you know I don't keep females. But at six, seven weeks old, when I'm watching that litter and I see how bold she is and how gamey she is and all this stuff, and I liked her looks and her mouth, of course, too. But I mean, just when you like one, you're going to give it that extra shake. Yeah. And I think you and I had this discussion that, too. You know, <clears throat> Jed sent me a. How are you with him that day? I met y'all out there at Woody's. Mm-hmm. He unloads this dog. It weighed about 100 pounds. Yeah. Big slobber mouth, <laughs> yeah. hammerhead, no handle. Yeah. When, I, I really do like to raise my pups. Like I said, I got Trixie when she was four months old, but yeah. I like to raise them from yeah. baby puppies, really. 
The Truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network is proud to partner with Cajun Lights. Cajun Lights can outfit all of your hunting light needs, everything from the high-quality Rogaroo, super bright, super versatile. They've got a Bayou, which is a mid-range price light. And then one of my personal favorites is the Micro Gator. I use that for big game hunting, finding tracks, just uh, general use. If I need a light on my head, I'm grabbing my Micro Gator. I've looked for bear tracks in that thing, lion tracks, cat tracks, coon hunting with it, hog hunting with it at night. I've even used it to work on the plumbing in the house. Super bright, super dependable. Everything that LW sells down there is high quality and the customer service is second to none. Every week I'm getting notifications that they're adding new items to their store. They've got briar proof clothing coming out. They got a jacket out right now that's really nice. I put the best through the paces this last bear season and coon season. Couldn't be happier with that. I can't find anything there that I that I don't like. And I like dealing with LW Nixon and Cajun Lights. So check them out. You can go to houndsmanxp.com. You can follow that link to Cajun Lights right from our website. Check them out, folks. Like right now in my house, I got a legs puppy out of Billy Sheeler's female. Yeah. And then I got a, a Mason semen puppy out of Tom Frost's female. Yeah. And uh, I like I like both of them puppies, you know. You start learning them things around the yard, you know, little little things that they do that you like or you might not like. But I like both them puppies, so if I like them, they got a chance. Yeah. At least they'll get hunted, you know. What about uh, letting them run loose? You I big, do, you yeah. a big proponent of that? Yeah. Um, like the dog Jed sent down, boy that works for me, I pay him to yeah. just – I told him don't even pay any attention. Just let it run. Deer, I don't I don't care what it does. I just want it to do something, you yeah. know, and, and report back is that it's doing pretty good. Good, good. Yeah, but I do. You know, when I when I listen to Kurt's podcast that mm-hmm. you did with him, you know, I mean, it sounds like that's the ideal with them dogs. Like, I, I can't just let them run yeah. loose forever like that. The dog that Jed sent me, the puppy that Jed sent me, it, it is running loose like that. But even yeah. at my house, they get loose quite yeah. a bit. Because I know I'm – yeah, I want them to run loose because it takes so much uh, little things out. You keep a dog in a pen, you keep it in the yard. I'm fixing to turn that one loose in the highway. But uh, you keep it in a pen, you keep it in the yard, and little things, crossing fences, crossing creeks, little stuff like that, they don't know none of that. Yeah. And so I am a proponent of letting them run loose, but also they get a lot of bad habits. Yeah. You know, and that's it's always something you could fix, you know, but I like to – like, I open my puppy pen at night when they're babies, and then I put them back in in the morning, and I'll do that quite a bit. I'll, Jeremy's got the big running pen. I'll let them loose out there for a little bit. But I kind of like to be with them when they're loose. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't mind them being a little trashy. Yeah. Start, you know, those dogs will usually do something. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the ones that don't want to do anything that not going to be around very long. Bogan, hush. Speaking of not being around very long, anybody <laughs> want to buy a red healer? <laughs> I may have one for sale. <laughs> He's in the crate next to us and bugging us about something. But no, puppy training, because you look at him, he's sitting here right next to us. Uh, bird dogs, uh, retrievers, all that stuff. You're, we're looking at him the whole time. A hound is the hardest, especially, and I'm not, I don't know, I don't have enough experience with the big game hounds, but 
a dog that's meant to just track and tree raccoons has got to be one of the most difficult things in the world to train. To this day, it still fascinates me. Yeah. When I was 13, I think was the first time I'd ever went coon up with a dog. And it, at 13 years old, it fascinated me that a dog could smell where a coon put his foot and figure out what tree he went to. Yeah. It's just, and to this day, I'm 54 years old now. And it's still, I, I haven't never got tired of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the reasons that you like to train pups is because your love of the sport, obviously. And you, we were talking tonight as we was walking out. And, you know, I pointed at that little female. I said, there's what I like. You know, that's what I like messing with. Sure, going and competing at these hunts is fun. Uh, going to cover them, going to do podcasts like we're doing right now. You know, all that stuff's cool. But there's nothing like raising a baby puppy from a weaned pup to tree and coot. And to, and to, to see them start yeah. to get it. And when the light goes on. Yeah. yeah I, wish that, I wish that light would go on faster well, sometimes. Well, sure. Sure we do. <laughs> you know. And and you and I, we, we know that we quit a lot of them too soon that, mm-hmm. I don't know, I got to see... <laughs> I got to see quite a bit pretty quick. Yeah. We talked 12, about that. 12, 14 months old. I better be seeing quite a bit or yeah. they're not going to be around very long. Do you want them? Because I told you, I said, look, if they ain't run, because you, you're like me, we start our pups early. Yeah. You know, that female's just turned six months old. She's in the woods. Uh, I was really excited about how she was a little gamey and she didn't like a coon and she was good and she didn't go hunting as good as I thought she might, but I'm not too disappointed about that. But, you know, when you watch them grow up and you watch them do all that stuff, there's a little something extra special about taking that dog to a hunt, too. Sure. You know, it's sure. not like when Jed just hands me the keys to rain or scent or something like that. You know, that's that's fun, too, but it's not like doing it with your own pup. Well, it's just rewarding. Yeah. You know, that's a, there's something in the inside of a man that primitive, maybe. Is that the right word? You know, I mean, it's something wired in us. Yeah. I mean, we're, obviously, we're not real smart, right? No. I mean, we're walking around in the dark. <laughs> our wires are crossed yeah. is what they are. <laughs> I mean, we spend our free, we choose to spend our free time walking around in yeah. the dark. Like, we're real bright, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I don't know. It's it's rewarding. It's some kind of payback. I don't know. It's just a, I've always been a pretty simple person. You know, yeah. it, it don't take a lot to please me. I don't take a lot out of life. I don't need a lot. Uh, a few more better dogs might not be a bad deal, but <laughs> hey, we're looking for them. We're trying to get there. Hey, why coonhounds? Why not bird dogs or stock dogs? You or? know, I think if we had quail in our country, you know, when yeah. I grew up, when I was a little boy in this country, we had quail. My daddy yeah. had English pointers, yeah, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But they're, the quail are gone from this country. Yeah. Fire ants, predators, hogs, and I just think of urbanization you know yeah. it's a lot of a lot of rural even here it's getting harder and harder you yeah. know hunting country is getting harder and harder so i don't know I, I i i love a hound i love to listen to a hound you know you and i talked about tonight mm-hmm. you know the worst thing about the trader dogs they're boring to hunt trixie bores me to death yeah sure she trees a lot of coons but i mean two barks on a tree and that's it yeah you know nope. i like to hear a, i love that pup you know that that white that wipeout pup she yeah. she's fun to listen to you yeah. know I know sometimes a little too much listening to, but <laughs> I know Trixie's first tree she gave what 10, 12 ground bark. Yeah, but the coon that she treed, I mean, yeah. what was she three quarters when yeah. she finally got treed? Yeah. That, that wasn't one that, that she opened no, up first. No, but you you told me you're like you know Justin's been saying she was she was giving a little more ground mouth that night at that cast, and I thought you know it dawned on me then I'm like when that's a little too much ground mouth than you're used to, yeah. <laughs> then dogs are pretty tight. No, she's tight. <laughs> yeah, she's tight. But no, it's not. And it, she's a t- prototypical 
trader dog. She's got the big mouth, the big locate. She don't use it much on the ground. Uh, she floated in there. She treated a couple of coons. She looked pretty good. I mean, they're tricks. You didn't make no mistakes tonight. No, no. She she's a she's a nice hound. Yeah. Especially pleasure hunting. She's a lot of fun. Yeah. Other, other than not barking a lot, she's a lot of fun. Yeah. She don't like to go to the hunts. I mean, she'd rather not ever go to another one. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. She don't like it. How do we? How do we? That's one of the myths that I, or one of the things that I just can't get figured out is how to to bring these stale dogs back into how to keep them from getting stale. You know, I'd love to sit down with Casey, yeah, and hear how he does it because he does it as well as anybody. Yeah, but when I think when, you know, like I said, I hadn't been around forever, but meltdown. Meltdown was Ruby, a freak. Ruby. Yeah. Meltdown and Ruby, though, I think. Ruby, like, Ruby don't get hardly pleasure hunted. She's, there's some dogs that I think, and I think Meltdown was one of them, that just thrive in a cast environment and enjoy that part of it more than all the other stuff. I'm just, try, I'm just trying to think of dogs that careers were yeah. really peaked out for a long yeah. period of time. We look at Bone Collector, one late in his career. Uh, but there's not a lot. You know, there's most of them by the time they're five years old, six years old, they're starting to kind of fall off a little bit. And then especially the trader line is notorious for that other than the females. Usually the females are okay. The males are all train wreck by the time they're four. I I do. I have had that thought a lot lately. Is it it a genetic thing? You know, that because, you know, I've listened to a lot of your podcasts with Jed, visited with Jed a lot. Yeah. You know, and a lot of them dogs... They burst on the sea and they do a lot of winning and then they're just kind of done. You know, I guess rain maybe yeah. a little bit different. Yeah, rain, Should... rain, scent, Bella. I can. Those are the three females right there. But as far as winning late in your career on the male side, there aren't any. Hmm. I mean, Dempsey maybe could have done some damage a little later in his career, but uh, he didn't get hauled much late. But you know, they're just not. Uh, they get they get a little rough. They get a little stale. They get a little sour, and a lot of it is how Jed. At that time, Jed would just pick one and ride it till it died, and then jump on his jump on his backup horse. <laughs> you know, and that was, that was just the way we've done it back then. We had so many of them that could win at any point that and, we just ran through them. All. And, and you know, I'm not sure it's not a good plan, especially like looking back now on her. Yeah. You know, I, Mitchum, he always asked me, "Oh, when are you gonna take her? When are you gonna take yeah. her?" You know, like they all them guys come over and hunt with me, Joe. You know, and that dog was training lots of things. Yeah. Like. <laughs> lots of coons and my mindset was like I'm gonna I'm gonna protect her young yeah. and I'm gonna have all these years till she's seven years yeah. old to be really good I made well, the same mistake just with Con. wasn't the case you yeah. know? I made that mistake with Con. I made it with Duds too uh, I've come to the conclusion now that from now on the minute they get hot I'm going to just take them everywhere they can go until they're not hot anymore and I'm gonna get a different one well you know I, I mentioned my father-in-law earlier I didn't understand it when I was a kid, but his men, his mentality, and he, he would vocalize this. He's like, hey, when they're running, I'm going to run them. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. if you could get 10 outs out of a good two-year-old, good fraternity horse, you know, yeah. that'd be a lot, you know. And I never I never want to run mine that many times. I yeah. wanted to protect them, you yeah. know, not him. He wanted to run them while they're running, yep. then, then do the surgeries, take the chips out, whatever you needed to do, and then hopefully they'd come back for a three-year-old. Yeah. No, and see, I... Uh, Con at one year old could have won at any level. Uh, Con at two year old could have won at any level. By three, he was starting to fall off. By four, you know, it was hit or miss. And by five, he was train wreck. Yeah. But I babied him as a one year old. I, I went just enough to get his 101. And I took him out to Super Stakes. I get in the semifinals and lose there. 
and then I'm not taking him to a bunch of week long hunts, or I'm not taking him to this, and I'm saying I'm just gonna wait till he's three or four and good and mature. But then by the time I do that, he's blown up already. Yeah, you know. And I think of the money I could have won when he was hot, and Duds was the same way. You know, live and learn. Uh, Forget another young one doing really good, may honor more. You know, I don't know. Just see how it goes. And I think some of them can just take it. Yeah. You know, there's some that can just take it. Well, what's funny is about the young dog, uh, the little sister to Bonnie, you know. Justin took her off for the first time, and he's like, man, this dog acts like an old dog. She hauls. It's just yeah. crazy yeah. how intelligent. That's the thing about that dog that, that I've noticed. She is super intelligent, which n- <laughs> not many hounds that I've had lately have been that <laughs> That's way. That's because you know? you've been hunting trainer yeah. dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, so she's super smart. So, you know, you asked me earlier, do I think some of that stuff will get better in age? I think it will. Yeah. But time will tell, I guess. If they, I mean, I'm, the way I see it, if a young dog that is not making a lot of trees really hates a coon and they're really hunting for coons, eventually they start gambling a little bit. <clears throat> you know, I think that's probably the route that dog's probably going to take. Yeah, and I, and I, I think she will. Yeah. You know, I, I see on some better tracks she can move them a little better but yeah i I guess i guess the end of the day you know hopefully at some point she'll learn what she can tree and what she can't and just quit messing with them bad tracks yeah yeah is that what she's doing most times she's on the ground on bad track yeah i think so yeah well did it did it get better when the weather got better yeah after it was dry yeah yeah Yeah. because i mean Last time I was down here before you guys got this rain here, well, even they were all bad. Tracks. Even at the Lone Star this year, it was still yeah, dry. Yeah. You know, it was still bad dry. Yeah. We're, we're finally getting some rain now. You seen that tonight? Yeah. You know, that slew couldn't all get across it. Yeah, <laughs> we about got wet. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bobby, what advice would you give? There's a, there's a guy out there that, that he's struggling with the pup, or he just pawed a new pup, or he's wanting to get into it. What advice would you give him as far as getting that thing to the finish line? Lord. Man might not already take any advice from me, Josh. <laughs> I guess patience in some ways and not patience in other ways. You know, uh, this is what I believe. I believe if they got it and you expose them, I think at some point yeah. it'll come out. And if they don't have it, <laughs> you can whip, cuss, until yeah. Jesus comes back. And it ain't, ain't going ma- to no matter. <laughs> no. No. But- so... Just, you know, I think consistency is probably the most important thing that I've seen in what I do, Uh, whether it's right or wrong. I think if you're consistent, I I think sometimes dogs overcome us. Most of the times dog overcomes us, you know. It's just being consistent. That's the number one factor, I think, in starting pubs. And you touched on something, too, that you want to be patient but not too patient. And that's a fine line between uh, going too far on a dog that's never going to make it versus – you know, and it, it just takes experience, I think, to see, you know, because just like uh, this little female out here that you got, you know, that litter mate sister to Bonnie, you've seen something out of her. Yeah. You know, and so some people have an eye for that early, and some people it takes a long time to get that. Some people never get it. Well, I, I have no doubt that I've quit a lot of them too soon. I yeah. have no doubt. But I don't have any regrets about it. Yeah. Because... I'm a little ADD. I'm a little high strung, and I kind of like my dogs to be a yeah. little bit that way too, you know. Yeah. So, I always said, and I still don't. I can't think. I've never seen one that I didn't like at eight months old that I did like at eight years old. Yeah, right. I never have yeah. to this day. When I when I'm around a pup and I say, well, I don't really like that pup too much, and you know, it goes on and 
five, six years down the road, and they someone still got it. And I don't know if my guy still don't like it. Yeah, no. that's right. <laughs> well, well, I was going to say something I probably shouldn't say in the air, but <laughs> there's a lot of them that probably still shouldn't be here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Regardless. No, no, I and agree. surely shouldn't be reproducing. Yeah, so. that's a fact. Anyway. But no, I appreciate you sitting down, Bobby. You got anything well, else to man, add? Man, I've had I've had a lot of fun coming over here. I've always wanted to come over here to camp. Yeah, I've wanted to come hunt over here. Yeah, uh, and you, when you told me to drop you a pen, I thought, well, Bobby surely knows where camp is. Well, I've been next door, you know, and yeah. was coming over here with Jed the other day. He was here with his new Fandangle friends, yeah. a lot of them, and we didn't. He ended up coming over and hunting with Justin yeah. and I. So. I've never I know been you here. trespassed here one time. Yeah, I trespassed here, and Jed <laughs> called me out on it. I was hunting the neighbor over here, and, and uh, we got over here on Kevin, you know, so yeah. we text him, and he said, sure, go get your dog. And I got a text the next day, what are you doing on my property? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Bobby, whether Jed likes it or not, you're welcome here well, anytime you want I, to come hunt. I know Kevin wouldn't care I either. I think Kevin would say that as well, Yeah, and Jed would too, so yeah. we're all good. Well, I'm renting the place this week, so you got permission this week go. anyway. <laughs> well, them boys are going to – the weather looks like it's shaping up good. I think yeah. the hunt will go off real well for y'all. Yeah, we got the super hunt. This is going to air – people are going to hear this the night before the super hunt. So uh, if you're listening to this podcast, go to the Joy YouTube channel for Saturday night, and you're going to get to see three of the best best dogs on the planet. You know, yeah, go I'm, get taking, uh, I'm taking Scott tomorrow. He yep. called me today and – I'm yep. going to take him. He's going to drop his dog. A Who's your pick for the super hunt? Man, I don't know. I really yeah. don't know. I'd like to I'd like to watch it. I'm sure it's going to be some coon training going yeah. on. I know uh, Echo got a sore foot out in South Carolina. And he's been nursing that. And I know Tyler and Cheyenne are at each other's throats wanting to beat each other. They don't care. They said they don't care if they get second as long as the other one gets third. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to air Monday night on the Joy YouTube channel. So you guys check that out. But Good deal. Yeah. No, Bobby. I appreciate hey, you sitting down. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Thanks for bringing a coon dog over for well, that Well, I enjoyed the hunt. I always do, and I'm sure it won't be the last time. All right. Okay, Th- buddy. Thank you, Bobby. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is the truth on the Houseman XP Podcast Network, and we appreciate you listening.